You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to the Morning Startup, where we believe you can develop neural pathways that will awaken you to a full heart and clear mind. Live with joy, health, and success. I'm your host, Michael Oliver, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Deborah Dyack and Maria Gosher. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Wow. What a cool... Uh, we left off last week with uh, a, a pretty cool topic. We, you know, we're naming this episode, Be Like a Tree. Um, and I thought we had a really great start where we talked about Ram Dass and we, we read really a short uh, a quote by Ram Dass in terms of using trees as uh, an, an analogy to, you know, being in a state of, of calmness and really appreciating everybody just the way we are. Uh, and that led to some conversation about um, how do you how do you stay in a stay or even achieve a state of calm, especially when things um, could potentially really make a person angry uh, or upset. And we were talking about things like not being, not personalizing things so much, doing some more self-reflection. Deb talked a lot about, as we were finishing up last week, Deb talked about thoughts that, you know, people don't make us angry. Our thoughts make us angry and we're in control of our thoughts. So as long as you're in control of your thoughts, then you can control um, whether you're going to be anger or not angry or in a state of calm or whatever, Maria was talking about how in order to the, the beginning, the beginning steps to change are to become vulnerable. Because when you look at the dark places, this is what Maria was saying. When you look at the dark places that you, one's been living in, and we all have them, um, that in order to get out of those times or the get out of that place. It takes some self-reflection, and it also takes a vulnerability, and that can be pretty scary at times. But the flip side and the good side of that is through that vulnerability, you can change. So Maria was saying that, you know, kind of like a, a preset to change is you have to become vulnerable. And I thought that was a great, a great thing to start us off today to kind of further our conversation, um, and using the uh, using trees as a uh, would that be like a metaphor or an analogy, I guess? But one yeah, of the two. One of those. One of those. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let me type up what is an analogy, what is a metaphor? But it's all, it's all good. So I think that... Um, the English in me, the English teacher was going to jump in. <laughs> yeah, so go ahead and jump in. No, I, no, no. I, no, love, no. I always get the two mixed up. Um, one is if it's if you're using a comparison like it's a simile, and then the other if it represents um, an object, it, it's a it's a metaphor. And I, I'm not using the words correctly, but um, it, it, it's a metaphor. Doesn't Jamie, doesn't, doesn't Jamie teach English? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jamie can jump in too. Oh, don't don't make <laughs> me get my red can pen. Jump in. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yes. Anyway, so um, getting back to our idea about um, uh, be, be like a tree, I, I want to share this. Um, I'll put this in the show notes because I think it's an, really a fascinating uh, TED Talk. And it was by Suzanne Samard. 
uh, a researcher who did her TED talk um, on how trees talk to each other. And this is actually scientific study stuff. It isn't like she just thought it and then had a TED talk about it, but actually studied that trees do communicate with, with each other and that they're supportive of each other. Their root systems are all interconnected and their root systems actually will feed information to other trees. The older trees will send information to younger trees about how to survive certain kind of calamities that may affect trees in a negative way. So it's basically the older trees are sharing their wisdom with the younger trees through a root system, which I think is absolutely fascinating. And you can listen to her TED Talk and she'll go into all the research about it. I'm not going to do that because the point I think is interesting is that you have a forest full of differences and underneath that, underneath that are root systems that are all supporting, caring, sharing, no matter what the trees look like, no matter what the, the species is, where it comes from, it's all built around community. And I thought that was extremely powerful. This TED Talk got over 4.2 million views. Um, and so it's all happening underground in this massive communication network. Um, but they're really the idea about the the trees is that they're super cooperators. That was a key word, super cooperators. So I was thinking about us as human beings. I mean, we're all different on the surface, but it really below that, you know, our root system is we're human beings. And why, you know, why can't we learn from the trees and become really super communicators? They are self-healing. Deb, you talked about this previously, how we can learn to self. Uh, uh, you know, self-heal, for example. Trees have a mechanism of self-healing. Other trees will share through the root system nutrients and support to trees that are in disease, or example. So I think that was really powerful. And I thought that that would be a nice way to kick off this idea that we were talking about in terms of the self-reflection, the vulnerability, the thoughts. That's all the root system, right? That's all the root system. And underneath and how we can learn from that in order to be super cooperative with each other. Because as, as being cooperative with each other and sharing with each other, so much more could, could get done in a very positive way. I think adding to that, um, being like trees is, is being aware. And, and that's where Maria was coming from. You need an awareness in order to realize you need the change, an awareness that you don't want to be in a dark space anymore to realize the change. And interestingly enough, neuroscience uses the tree analogy, um, it, uh, making the brain and the dendrites and the growth in the brain analogous to trees, tree roots and branches, um, that when, if you do begin to, if you decide, I want happiness, and that is, that is, I want to be happy, and I'm going to do things to make me happy, then the pathways in your brain, you're going to develop deeper and uh, stronger neural pathways with many, many more dendrites, which do look like tree roots or branches, depending on where you are. And the more you think happy, the more you choose I'm not going to let the negative affect me. I'm going to be happy. 
the more dendrites you're going to grow. And I wish I had a picture of it right now, but we can share it on the website, um, this growth that happens with the dendrite. It starts out as just a little strand, and then the more you nurture that thought of being happy, the more dendrites you grow. So the more um, when something negative happens, you immediately are able to snap into happy, and you're, you're able to... Um, not get consumed by the dark anymore. And uh, that is neuroscience, and, and, it, and it does work. But again, what we said last week is that it does take will. It takes not to give into it, and it takes a lot of focus. And Michael, you wanted to add to that? Oh, I, I, it's, you must have read my mind because I was thinking um, – Maria, remind me where we did this. Like we did an earlier post. I think it was on Sociogram. <laughs> Sociogram. I don't know. Instagram. <laughs> Instagram, social media. Do you remember that post we did on Neuropathway? It, yeah, it's yeah. that kind of. And what's interesting, actually, the graphic of that post um, is trees, tree branches. Oh. And, and um, yeah. Neuroscience uses that a lot. Yeah. So you could find that. They could actually find that and go back and reference it, couldn't they, Maria? Wasn't that on an Instagram? Yeah. Well, What's we'll, that? We'll go ahead and repost it again. Well, yeah. What I think is cool about the tree analogy is that trees are strong, mm-hmm. and, and they are independent, but yet they're interdependent. Right. And, and I think as humans, we want our independence, but we have to realize we're not alone in, a, in this forest of people. I mean, we need to learn to be interdependent, which means that we are caring for ourselves, but in caring for ourselves, we're also caring for others, like the roots of the tree, that we're all connected. If I hurt you, I'm hurting myself, ultimately. And, and if our country is suffering, as we can see right now, the world suffers with us. We're not, we're not, even though we want to be independent, interdependence is to me the highest state. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I, I didn't want to cut you off. Maria. No, no, no. no, no. I, I knew you wanted to say something. Well, yeah, but no, I didn't, I, I didn't, you know, I just didn't want to. All good. Yeah, all good. So did you have a thought that you wanted to share, uh, Maria? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. It, I know it's like catching you off guard, right? It's like, wow, you just threw that over to me. Like I didn't know you were going to do that. Thanks. Um, <laughs> um, no, I, I, I think we need, uh, all this is, I don't know. It's, it's so interesting to me because the, the part of, I don't know, I think of difficulty, like why do people resist change? Because when we talk about not personalizing things, when we talk about becoming vulnerable, when we talk about self-reflection, taking time to, to just breathe and, and enter a state of calm, those things in of themselves aren't hard. Like it isn't hard to, to do that, but yet it's hard to do that. Does that make sense? Absolutely. The, the practice is easy, but when you are emotional, it's almost like you push all of that away. You want to be, I want to be angry right now. I don't care about the breath or I don't want to do that right now. I should meditate. I don't want to do that right now. I'm too nervous. I'm too emotional. But that's when you need to be doing it the most. So, yes. Right. I, right. Yeah. I, I just. 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. No, you're you're good now. So go ahead. <laughs> I think some emotions, like anger, for example, um, people might not want to let go of that because it kind of gives you power. If you're angry, you're like you think you're in control. You think you're above, you know, everything. Um, and and that's something that maybe you don't want to give up because um, you know. That's a good point. Yeah, Can you talk more about that? Um, because I think when you were talking about going to the dark spaces, when, when you're talking about Renee Brown, the book that you read, um, if you could elaborate on that, because I think that that is important, that awareness is critical for change, that you can just roll along the, your whole life without realizing. Oh, yeah. I know that's John Kabat-Zinn. It's like, get to know yourself. Get, get, don't, don't judge your emotions. Don't judge them as good or bad. Just accept them and realize if you don't like them after, then, then that's the point you can decide to make the change. But what, what, is, what were the recommendations from what you read? Gosh, um, I don't know if there's any kind of recommendations other than kind of like what we were talking about being aware and trying to practice, you know, mindfulness, um, Renee Brown, a lot of her, well, she's a shame and vulnerability researcher. Um, so that's kind of where she focuses on. But uh, it also, she talks about how that kind of stems your habits. Um, so like, you know, if you're, you know, I don't know, you eat bad um, or you don't exercise or whatever the case may be, um, there's a reason underneath that uh, that you have to get to in order to understand Absolutely. What is the root problem? Exactly. Um, And so we often look at the surface level uh, because going down deep at the root, we're going to feel some bad feelings and human beings can't selectively choose our feelings. We can't be like, I don't want to feel like that. I just want to feel like this. Although I think that would be awesome if we could like choose. (laughs) um, And so that's kind of the basis of our work is that in order to grow and, you know, you got to be vulnerable, meaning you have to experience everything and just let it be like and be aware of it. Because what you're saying, I think, is the heart of mindfulness is that the anger and the sadness or the darkness that we have is from our thoughts, comes from our thoughts. But it's from thoughts from the past. Right. What happened to me yesterday, last year, or what's going to happen to me? And if we can learn to just be with ourselves right now mm-hmm. and, and, and just sit and, and try to decide what am I feeling, then what you're saying is true. That awareness of the emotion will let us release it or nurture it or change it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at the time, but that awareness is critical because I think, um, I think we also said before when we were talking about mindfulness, that there are so many emotions that we don't even know. We don't even know what we're feeling or why we're angry. We just know we have anxiety, but we don't really know why. And it's just the awareness of learning that. And that's how things can change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. emotions are tricky because you can have more than one at the same time and they can be, you know, exactly of each other uh, yep. you know um like let's say someone you know at a funeral or something you're you're sad but you can also be very happy when you think about how grateful and you know celebrate their life 
Uh, that's confusing. Right. So it is confusing. Deal with the motions because it's confusing. There's not a dictionary for it or a how-to book. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so true. I like the idea that we're sharing, you know, the things that we're sharing, there's actually, and we've already touched on them, but there's tools that are out there, I think, that are more present now, like meditation, mindfulness, even sound, certain sounds like can be very calming. Um, and we haven't even touched on sound sound yet much, but we, we will be doing that. But these tools, when we talk about achieving the state of calm, being able to be reflective, even if you're in a state of being vulnerable, how you can breathe into that to help mitigate that that scared feeling or listening to certain sounds and frequencies to help mitigate any sense of fear that might accompany vulnerability. My point in sharing all that is that there are tools available that can really help people work through these things to get to a better place. They're not just going to happen on their own. They aren't, you know, even, even being able to say, I, I, I know people that will say to me, this is how they'll describe themselves. You go, yeah, I'm a hothead. I get angry really quickly. It's almost like, you know that, but what are you doing about it? You know, oh, I know that has really bad outcomes. I just lose my temper really quickly. So there's a sense of people that understand on some higher level that they experience these things, but there's, they're not ready, willing, or not sure how to take that deeper dive, if you will, to look at what's, what's, behind it because at the end of the day it's all personal mm-hmm. it's all within self mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. someone didn't inject that it's it's how an interpretation or how how it was processed within self that then created that that particular um expression so anyways i was my whole point was the tools the tools are there to help people get through those times and, and achieve a state of calm and going back to the tree, I, I, I just think that um, that mental composure that we, I hope we all would all value and would be striving for is that when that wind is blowing, that wind is blowing at the top, uh, the branches, that the roots could be your mental calmness, that you have roots that no matter what in your life is blowing your branches and, and ripping off your leaves and, and causing um, chaos in your life, that you can remain planted and remain yeah. calm. Yeah. Um, then you are feeding yourself with love and, and loving yourself and, and coming from a place I guess, of self-value and self-worth and, and knowing that you are in control, that you are writing your own script, which we discussed um, earlier. But when all about you is, is going crazy, like it is right now in our world, is that when Michael said using these tools, that your roots are strong and, and, and that, they, that you can always go back to those tools to keep you grounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a, we're, we're pretty much out of time. I think that's a good, good note to conclude on. Marie, do you have any lasting thoughts you want to share? Uh, can I, can I share a quote? Of, yes, that'd be great. I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, this is actually a segment from Eckhart Tolle's book called Stillness Speaks. 
and um, Good book. About learning from nature. So it says, watch an animal, a flower, a tree, and see how it rests in being. It is itself. It has enormous dignity, innocence, and holiness. However, for you to see that, you need to go beyond the mental habit of naming and labeling. The moment you look beyond mental labels, you feel that ineffable dimension of nature that cannot be understood by thoughts or perceived through the senses. It is a harmony, a sacred that permeates not only the whole of nature, but is also within you. And I really like that quote because it's describing how you know, because we label things, um, you know, that kind of changes our thinking and behavior, but also we can learn from nature, trees, animals, and that piece that they have is already in us. We just have to tap into it. Excellent. Thank you. That, I think that's an awesome way to conclude. So thank you for sharing that. I think that's perfect. Um, so thank you very much for, um, being with us today. We always appreciate you, you being, being here with us. Um, please share your comments um, uh, in, in the Facebook uh, feed. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know uh, what you're thinking, if you liked it, if there's something else we could do differently, um, and certainly share with topics that you would like us to discuss, and we'll certainly look at those. So have a wonderful, wonderful week. Be safe, and we'll look forward to sharing with you soon again. Take care. Bye for now. <laughs> I started to dance to the music. <laughs> I know.